who you could be and what you could accomplish if only you could get out of your own way. This quote comes from Stacey Babakis. She's a writer, a storyteller, and a benevolent rabble-rouser. I love that. And this week we are talking all about how to get out of your own way. Welcome to The Modern Creative Woman, exploring the art and science of creativity. I'm your hostess and creativity expert, Dr. Amy Vakos. Let's get started. I'm having a wonderful week. I'm getting ready to open up registration for the Modern Creative Woman Paris trip, and it will be the first week in June 2024. And I'm also doing one of my favorite things. I'm teaching an inspiring month inside the membership all about creative spirit. At home, my son is preparing to take his PSAT exams, and it's one of the exams to prepare you for college admission exams. And that's a whole mother level of educational focus. He and I are both working this week to manage our fears. His are about doing a good enough job with the exam. And mine are about doing a good enough job that women will want to join me on a retreat in Paris for their ultimate creativity experiment. But for both of us, we have to move forward, even with our fears, We might keep wondering, will this be good enough? But we have to move forward. And so how we talk to ourselves about what we're doing makes a big difference in our follow-through, our ability to stay focused, and to just kind of keep going when the fears come up. In acceptance and commitment therapy, we have a great metaphor for how to get out of our own way. It's essentially the idea of taking your brain for a walk. So if you can imagine yourself like you're walking the dog, but you're walking your brain, It's about letting that active, busy, chattering part of our brain come along with you. The fears can come along, the insecurities, and it allows us to move forward with what's important, what we truly value, even when we're full of worries and self-doubt. And if I waited to launch the Paris retreat until I was no longer afraid or worried, I guarantee there would never be a Paris retreat. But back to mindset, if my son sees his exam as a step towards his education and towards his goals, he can start to kind of lower his anxiety by putting it in a context of being just one step towards his future. Nothing rests completely on these exams. And in our lives, really nothing rests completely on one thing, one job, one task, one acceptance, one Paris retreat. However, being able to tie our values into whatever it is that we're doing makes these things not only possible, but also purposeful. It's my dream to bring creativity and creative thinking to women all around the world so we can make our inner and outer worlds a better place. And once we have our purpose and our why, anything we're doing can be sustained. Women with creative vision have changed the world because they were able to sustain their movement towards their vision and their values. I mentioned on a previous episode about Joan of Arc, and you can think of many other women in history who followed through with their purpose to make their lives and the lives of others a little better. And you can also think of the women that you know who live with purpose and use their values to guide what's important for them. And purpose allows us to kind of manage our fears. They're allowed to go along with us. We can still make our action towards what's important. 
I think we can have a lot of fears, I do, and still move forward towards our dreams when we're really aligned with our purpose and our value. And what's really great is when we're moving in alignment with our values, things actually do get a whole lot easier. Decisions become easier. And it's almost as if we're being pulled towards what we want instead of clinging to what we don't want or just kind of hanging on to what we know because it's familiar. So all of this leads us to the topic for today's show, how to get out of our own way. Have you ever felt like you've been in your own way? Let's talk about presence first and then apply that to getting out of your own way. Now, presence is all about your present moment awareness. What are you thinking about right now? What are you feeling? What are you doing? Are you doing it consciously or are you also doing something unconsciously? Presence also relates to really our higher self. Our self is part of this context, this larger context of our personal lives, of our families, of the planet. And when we want to get out of our own way, we have to focus on both behaviors that we want to add as well as the ones that we want to eliminate. Now, a modern creative woman gave me this example. It's like if we're going 100 miles an hour on a train and we realize we want to be going in a different direction, we have to slow the train down, let it come to a stop, and then reverse directions. There's a lot of process that happens where that train is slowing down, the brakes are being applied, letting go of what the direction is that we don't want to go in anymore. And changing directions is a big process, but it allows us to be more present for our dreams, our relationships, our communities. Do you ever wonder why you might be getting in your own way? We really struggle to get out of our own way sometimes. And struggle comes from non-acceptance of what is. And remember, acceptance doesn't mean we like it. It doesn't mean we're happy with it. Acceptance really is about dealing realistically with what's in front of us. It's a necessary stance if we want to have change. Acceptance means that we're willing to engage in a new behavior that's in line with our values, our wishes, and our desires, even if it feels really uncomfortable. We also struggle when we ignore our desires, our dreams, our pleasures, our wishes. Anytime we say we're confused and we don't know what to do or we can't decide, that causes struggle. If we're telling ourselves we can't do something because of someone else, if only they would change, <laughs> then we could make action. Or if we're telling ourselves, you know, this situation from the past is holding us back, those cause a lot of struggle. And that kind of struggle is way more painful than the struggle of growing and moving forward. I think another thing that makes us struggle is refusing to acknowledge our own personal challenges and limitations by not getting support, not, not going to therapy, not seeing a coach, not talking to a professional about what we need help with. And women I talk to will often think that it's a personal failure of theirs, that they are, have a low mood, but they won't go to therapy. They won't talk to their doctor. It's not a personal failure. It's denial, really. And remember, when we fail to act on what's important to us, we end up with some existential guilt. We can really feel worse and worse if we're avoiding doing what we want to do just because we're scared. Now, what about change? We really do have to face some very strange changes. Changing and growing has real consequences. Choosing to try and not change has a lot of consequences as well. 
But honestly, trying to remain the same, like choosing that as a strategy never ever works. Trying to stay the same is impossible. It cannot be done. However, we can choose to become a little bit more ourselves, a little bit more creative, a little bit more self-expressive. And that's leading us in the direction of happiness and satisfaction and joy. And sometimes people that I work with ask me why it can feel so difficult when they want to make a change, they want to get out of their own way. Getting out of our own way requires seeing that our behaviors are making things worse. Our ego can get in the way of just noticing our unhelpful behavior. And yet sometimes we find ourselves in the middle of the night wondering why making a change seems so difficult. Sometimes getting out of our own way requires that we see our behaviors in a real honest light and we accept the choices that we've made in the past that got to where we are today. Sometimes our ego really gets in the way of seeing what we could do to make a change. And this really requires us letting go of trying to control others or situations around us. This can be really scary. We sometimes delegate our ability to feel okay by what's around us. And that makes sense in a lot of circumstances. Our safety does depend on what's going on around us. However, when we're trying to control others before we are ready to make a change, we want to control a situation before we're willing to take a leap, that leads us into a really bitter kind of uh, lonely place at two in the morning. We can feel a lot of pressure to stay the same for other people. We can also struggle when it's finally time to let go of these old habits. We often feel the pull of the past. We remember how things were in the past. We either like it or we didn't like it, and we're reacting to that instead of reacting to the present moment, and that makes change very difficult. So that kind of focusing on the past, now it might be good times, or it might be unresolved guilt and shame, regrets, unresolved traumas. We probably found all kinds of strategies that we could use for success or control, so we kept using them because they worked when we needed them. But we've hung on to perhaps some coping strategies that are no longer effective or they've gotten too negative for us. Now, sometimes we might look to the future and fear that change is going to take too long. It might not work. I better play it safe. I might make too many mistakes. But if you look back two months ago, the time passed anyway. We could have been making all kinds of decisions. But we made the decisions that we made for the last two months. And now we can look forward the next two months and decide what might be possible for us in two months. I also think we fear that we might lose some kind of core essence of ourselves when we change. And that happens when we really identify ourselves with something that's no longer helpful. So I'm thinking of things like a certain kind of 
sense of humor. Maybe you enjoy being sarcastic. It also could be um, social or coping skill of drinking. You might struggle with gossiping as a way to connect with other people, but you're really wishing you could have more authentic connection with people. Sometimes we identify with just not being good enough, being wrong, being bad. When we get stuck, it, it doesn't feel good, it doesn't look good. We often find ourselves consuming without creating. And when we're stuck trying to make a change, we sometimes just keep learning stuff without actually doing stuff or taking action. When we're thinking the same thoughts and feeling the same feelings, that's definitely stuck. Not accepting ourselves, others, and circumstances just for what it is in the moment keeps us stuck. And then relying on things that worked in the past, the same food, music, clothing, friendships, products, locations, or your personal environment, your habits, all of that needs to be freshened up pretty regularly. If we're feeling lonely, bored, confused, uninspired, irritated, or even depressed and hopeless, it's definitely a sign to get some support and start making changes. Another way that we can get stuck and avoid change is when we hold on too tightly to old relationships, to memories. Sometimes people hold on to being right. They just want to be right. And that can make for a lot of stuck feelings. So what's a modern creative woman to do? It really requires some time and space for new habits. And we have to be invested in our own self-improvement, both for ourselves and for the people around us who we love. So one way that you can just start thinking about this is your habits and your rituals. Now habits can be in or out of alignment with our values. They're typically done without thought. A habit doesn't require much conscious thought, right? We brush our teeth in the morning and at night. It's just a habit at this point. We buckle up our seatbelt. All those things are just automatic at this point, but we had to learn them. Someone taught us those skills. A ritual, on the other hand, is done with intention. Now they can become a habit with practice, but as we're learning to develop new habits, we often have to make a ritual of it. And I'm thinking a lot about the habits and rituals of the women I work with. So it might be that you, in the evening, brush your teeth, wash your face, put on your good jammies, or it might be that you just fall asleep on the couch with the TV on. Those are habits. You might be consistent or inconsistent with your exercise. You might be a pe person who wakes up early, or you might be a person who wakes up late. You might like to journal, or you might prefer to watch TV. You might enjoy cooking and you carefully prepare your meals, or you might be a person who does a lot of mindless eating. You might have a habit of 
drinking a glass of water every morning. Or you might have a habit of not drinking water in the morning. Perhaps you're a person who plans your future or you're someone who just lets it happen. Do you like to spend or do you like to save? Would you rather prepare or just wing it? All of these things are currently habits, whatever it is that you do. But when you want to change them, then it helps to turn it into a ritual where you're conscious, you're intentional. You want to have a plan to get into bed and wash your face, brush your teeth. You can make a little ritual of it. Put some lavender in your bedroom, light a candle, get the nice jammies. All of those things become a ritual that you can really enjoy. Ultimately, they become a habit where you get a little protective around it. No, I know I like my evening ritual. I don't want to make a change in it, right? So here's some more ideas that you can start just trying something new. And I encourage you to do one thing new every single week or every single day. So think about the last time you tried cooking new food, tried a new restaurant, listened to new or contemporary music, tried a current clothing trend, made a new friend, tried a new kind of art material. When was the last time you visited a museum or a cultural center? Tried a new physical exercise? What about working with a new professional, a new doctor, a stylist? When was the last time you bought a new brand of toothpaste or face soap? Any of these things are worth exploring and freshening up your rituals and routines. So here's a question I want to ask you. You can write this down. Would you choose your current habits again? Like if you took everything out of your closet and looked at it, would you purchase all those things again? Would you keep everything? If you say, no, I wouldn't choose that habit, but I'm not going to change it, at least you're conscious of that. But if you decide, yeah, you know, I don't like that habit. I'd like to slow that train down and work on something else. Then you're being conscious. You're maybe creating a ritual around it. Maybe you're just putting it in the back of your mind for later. You're going to work on this coming up sometime soon. I want to share a metaphor for you. We just love these metaphors in acceptance and commitment therapy. And it's a big mistake. And see if you can visualize this. The The mistake is holding on too tight. So imagine you need to hold some sand in your hand and, and move it. You're going to create like a beautiful sandcastle. Now, if you're clinging really tightly to the sand, it's it's difficult to carry much sand. But if you relax and open your hand, it's possible to carry a little bit more. And then if you add water to the sand, it makes it heavier, but it's so much easier to move. You can move a big chunk of it, and then you can build with it. Holding on too tight to anything never serves us. All right, so I, I have my top five list of things that you could quit so you could get out of your own way. And then I have five things that you could add 
to get out of your own way. This is about balance. So number five, things to quit. Five, quit trying to please everyone. It does not serve you. It does not serve them. It's frustrating to both you and your sense of things. And it's frustrating to other people too. They don't want to take advantage of you. Number four, fearing change. It's time to quit being fearful of change. And just allow that fear to go with you. It's okay if it's there. But letting it stop you does not serve you. Number three thing to quit. Quit living in the past. Quit reminiscing. Quit ruminating. If you need to talk to someone in therapy, do that. Give yourself the gift of the present moment by letting go of the past. Number two, things to quit. Quit putting yourself down. Go hang affirmations all over your house, your car, your office that are compliments, that are highlighting what works for you. It's time to quit putting yourself down. That does not serve you. And it certainly doesn't serve the people around you who rely on you. And the number one thing to quit so you can get out of your own way is to quit overthinking. Overthinking often leads to freezing up. We end up not doing what it is we want to do. Okay, ready for the top five things that you can add so you can get out of your own way? Number five, know yourself. Get to know yourself. Figure out what you really desire. And it's not what your family thinks you should desire or society or your friends or what you imagine you should desire. This is about knowing yourself upside down and inside out. Number four, start highlighting your strengths. Use what comes easy to you. Allow yourself to build on what you enjoy, what feels good, what feels right, and what you're just sort of naturally good at. You'd be surprised what seems easy to you is not easy to everybody else. Number three of things to add so you can get out of your way. Acknowledge areas of weakness and areas where you want to grow. Now, there may be things that you just have no interest in doing. It's a weakness. You don't really want to improve it. I really have no interest in improving my algebra skills. But I do have a growing edge of continuing to work on research skills. I love research, and there's areas where I can grow. Acknowledging that is really important. Number two thing to do to get out of your own way is really just do what you need to do to move past what's troubling you. And listen to how I say that. Do what you need to do to move past those things. I got some really incredible advice from a supervisor once who just said, well, you can do what you need to do to work on these thoughts. And it seems so simple and so encouraging. Oh, I can do what I need to do. So I want to offer you that. Go ahead and do what you need to do to move past what might be stopping you. 
So the number one thing to add, if you want to start getting out of your own way, is to celebrate yourself. Really start taking care of yourself. And if you're pretty good at self-care, double it or triple it. Sometimes we think we're doing self-care, but we're not. We're really settling for the bare minimum. We're just going with what seems okay. I want to leave you with a final quote from Brittany Burgard. She says, sometimes holding on is what's holding us back. Do you agree? Well, now that you know all about how to get out of your own way, what you can do and what you can learn to let go of, now that you know, what will you create? I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and do come join me and the Modern Creative Woman on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. You can find me in all those places at Dr. Amy Backos. And if you like what you're hearing on the Modern Creative Woman podcast, I want to give you the scoop on how you can support it. You can be an ambassador and share the podcast link with three of your friends. That would be amazing. And you can be a community supporter by leaving a five-star review, if you think it's worth the five stars. Have you gotten a copy of the five values of the Modern Creative Woman? Hop on over to moderncreativewoman.com, join our email list. You can also find it in the show notes. Get a free copy of the aspirational principles that you need to live your modern creative life. Have a wonderful week, and I cannot wait to talk with you in the next episode about the art and science of creativity. I'll see you next time.